Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hey there, I hope you're having a good day. And as we promised before, we're going to talk about that evil spirit from the Lord. That's in 1 Samuel chapter 16 in this second dig a bit on month three, our study of the anointed anointed or anointing of Saul, David, and the Lord. And we're going to begin in verse 19 of chapter 16. And this is just, uh, well, let's, let's move on up and start a little bit earlier. When David was anointed, it says in verse 14, the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. What is that evil spirit from the Lord that troubled Saul? Whatever it was, we can see that other people noticed. In the passage in verse 14, an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. I'm told by those Hebrew scholars that that word really could be terrified him. An evil spirit of the Lord terrified from the Lord terrified Saul. Now, if we just had verse 15, Saul's servant said to him, behold, now an evil spirit from God is terrifying you. We would not really know whether or not that was the case, whether the spirit really was from the Lord. But we have verse 14 that says an evil spirit from the Lord terrified Saul. And so we know that others noticed it. Then when we read on down, um, we know that Saul called for David at the behest of his servants who were trying to make him feel better to come and play for him. They recommended the harp playing of David. And Saul sent to Jesse, verse 22, saying, Let David, I pray you, stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. And it came to pass, when the evil spirit from God was on Saul, that David took a harp, played with his hands so that Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. He got temporarily better from that evil spirit. So that's interesting when we read, and we know that it was temporary because we do know that he suffered mental anguish later on when we're reading in verse in chapter 18, for instance, um, Saul took... David to him in verse 2 as Jonathan's soul was knit to him and as he had just conquered Goliath the Philistine giant and so we have him being very very close to David he took him to him and he wouldn't let him leave anymore but then by the time we get to verse 9 when as soon as the women began to sing to David And they sung, Saul has killed his thousands, but David has killed his ten thousands. That made Saul so angry, so enraged with jealousy that he was looking to kill David. Verse 9 says, from that day forward. We have here, I'm just going to go ahead and say, obviously, someone who was a great complainer. Um, We have someone who was easily depressed. We have someone who was moody. 
We have somebody who was unstable in his emotions. We can just obviously see that from how quickly Saul went back and forth to respect for God and David, to contempt for God, disobedience to God, and to jealousy against David and really even the passion to want to kill David. He just was unstable in all his ways. And so as we think about that, I want to notice some comments from the pulpit commentary here. And they're interesting. It says that um, Saul's joining in the exercises of the prophets in 1 Samuel 10, verses 10 to 12, seemed to be an outburst of eccentric enthusiasm and excitement on the part of Saul. So he's going from being this happy, exultant, excited would-be king. And that very, um, I'm going to say just over-the-edge excitement, indicate maybe a mind that might be easily thrown off its balance. This is a rephrasing of what the pulpit commentary says here. And now he seems to have brooded over his deposition by Samuel. That is, he was given the dressing down by Samuel and saying, you won't be the king next and the kingdom won't go to your children. And it says he seems to have brooded over that deposition and instead of repenting, to have regarded himself as an ill-used man. Instead of repenting, he said, oh, I'm the victim here. And... He gave himself up to despondency, depression, until he became a prey to melancholy and his mind was overclouded with that depression. So his servants then rightly regarded this as a divine punishment, but their words here are remarkable. Behold, an evil spirit from God terrifies you. And then again in verse 16, the evil spirit from God, as if they were unwilling to ascribe to Jehovah their covenant deity, the sending of this evil influence. But they rightly saw that evil as well as good must come from the Almighty. All things are in his hand and whatever is must be by his permission. So God gave permission, obviously, for this evil spirit that came upon Saul. And then it says the writer of the book has no such scruples. He calls it an evil spirit from Jehovah because it was Jehovah, their own theocratic king who had dethroned Saul and withdrawn from him his blessing and his protection. So I'm going to give you my opinion here. It's nothing but opinion because I don't think we can definitively know every aspect about the evil spirit from God. But I'm going to give you my opinion. And that is that here at this time in Saul's life, everything that he had become so proud of, at first he was such an humble man, but then he became, he had this spirit before God that even made him bold enough to disobey God's plain commandments in the incident of the sacrifice before Samuel arrived there and the taking of the King Agag when he was told to utterly destroy that nation. So we have all of that that occurred. And then this spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. We talked about that. We talked about um, how that God had, how that he had the spirit of the Lord upon him in 
divine guidance, in the ability to prophesy, and in the leadership skills. God had put some gifts into him, I believe miraculous gifts, into Saul so that he could be the kind of leader that would be good for the nation. But upon his rejection of the commandments of God, that spirit was taken from him, and instead that leadership spirit was given to David. And then it says, an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Here's just opinion by Cindy Colley, and that would be that Saul was terrified by guilt. He was terrified by sadness over the fact that he had been deposed and in his place had been set a shepherd boy, a nondescript shepherd boy. And here Saul is now both guilty and depressed. If I had to put, you know, a modern psychological title on Saul, I would say he's pretty narcissistic. He wants now at this point in his life, everything revolves around him. It doesn't really revolve around the good of the kingdom because obviously if it did, he would be very happy at David's defeat of the Philistines, whether or not women were singing to David. But he's not really so concerned now about the good of the nation as he is his own entitlement, he would call it, as his as he is his own praise and position of power. He's interested now in Saul. And sometimes narcissists then, when some of that is stripped away from them, they tend to whatever it is that we call it, whether we call it narcissism as we do today or whether or not we would call it an evil spirit of the Lord, this guilt that had overcome him because he knew that he really wasn't the victim. He knew that he was the one who had caused these problems and who had brought them all upon himself by his sin before God. He really deep down knew that. But after his deposition by Samuel, he becomes, he knows his guilt, and so he becomes depressed because he's not doing the right thing about his guilt. He's wallowing further and further into the mire here, and he knows that it was Jehovah who had dethroned him and withdrawn from him his blessing, his protection, his guidance, his spirit of leadership, and given that to his anointed, the one who would become the next king. So I believe this, have you ever been terrified by guilt? Have you ever been brought really low into a, a spot of depression because you know that you've rejected a commandment of the Lord? I'm telling you, I have. I have lain awake at night before and gotten to the point where I really couldn't wait to fix something. I really couldn't wait to apologize. Maybe it's to my husband. Maybe it's to my children. But I have I have been awake at night because I was really terrified. And I really thought about what if my life ends tonight before I have a chance to make this right. Saul was terrified by guilt, I believe. And I believe he was choosing because of his selfishness because of his self-aggrandizement. I believe he was choosing to reject true repentance 
and thus wallowing in the spirit of depression. And then when he heard the music from David, at least he found a short-term solution, a short-term eradication of the symptoms maybe of a deeper problem. That problem was going to keep surfacing and the problem was the problem of sin. So I'm just going to, I know that this is my opinion, but I'm just going to say that I believe he was overtaken with guilt. And of course that guilt is from the Lord. Our guilt is from the Lord. It is our blessing of conscience that calls us to repentance. And God here through this guilt and depression was really pleading with Saul to repent. And Paul, and he knew he wasn't going to because God knows all things. But Saul continues to turn most of, in most of his decisions, he continues to turn more and more and more away from the Lord. The evil spirit of the Lord, I believe, was guilt and depression and his realization that life as he had known it in a position of power and glorification from the people was over and that someone else had had already begun to succeed him in his position of power. So he was overcome and he didn't know what to do with the guilt and the depression that came from that guilt. So that's my judgment about this evil spirit from the Lord. And I believe that um, we have evidence from the rest of the book of 1 Samuel that Saul had a really hard time with mental stability and with um, not believing that he was the poor victim of a situation that he created for himself. And also, let me just add this. Another surefire sign of narcissism is that whatever it is that's evil that you're doing in your own heart, whatever evil you are surmising, whatever unrighteousness you are planning, you lay that unrighteousness on your enemy. You put that on someone else. And that's what Saul did. Saul wanted to kill David. And so he kept running from David as if David were the one that was trying to kill him. And you remember that there were was more than one occasion on which David had the chance to kill him, the one who was who was chasing David, who was trying to assassinate him prior to his um accession to the throne. And so here we see that narcissistic trait where Saul actually became paranoid that David was trying to hurt him, that David was trying to overcome him, that David was trying to be more popular than him, that David was trying to kill him. He becomes paranoid of David when really he's the one who is seeking to take the life of David. So those people who claim to be victims of circumstances are oftentimes falling prey, becoming guilty and depressed by situations that they have caused themselves. And so that's what's what's happening here. And I believe that is the characterization and evil spirit of the Lord. All right, I hope you have a good day. And I don't know that I explained that very well. That is just my thought 
on the matter. And I would welcome your comments on the Digging Deep in God God's Word Facebook page and especially on our podcast that's coming up on November 21st. Hope you have a good day.